Hey guys, welcome to The Real Guy Podcast. Today, Jeff and I recap on my trip down to the Keys with Dr. Ross Buchek and Captain Wes Thompson to tag bonefish for the Bonefish Tarpon Trust. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed my trip down there with these guys. And always remember, run that dog. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Everybody, it's Captain Jeff. Welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. I got the Shepherd, everybody's favorite millennial in the studio today. What's up, Steven? So, if I'm everybody's favorite millennial, does that make you like everybody's favorite baby boomer? Probably not. I, there's way more competition. There's way more competition as a baby boomer. Who's your competition, dude? Come on. As far as a baby boomer goes? Yeah. Come on. Who, who do you want me to start with? Eric Clapton or something? I'm happy to be here, man. <laughs> So what was going on? You're hanging out with the Bonefish Tarpon Trust people this week. I was, dude. I was. Uh, I was super stoked after we did the uh, podcast with Dr. Ross and Mark from BTT. Uh, you know, B- I'd asked BTT. Uh, you know, Bonefish Tarpon Bonefish Trust. Bonefish Tarpon Trust. BTT you know. yo. BTT yo. It's like CCA yo. That, that's my only way to get the Bonefish Tarpon Trust thing. It One is. of those big donors would roll over in their grave. Oh. They heard you say it like all hip like that, dude. Well, that's that's the whole that's a generational thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, you know, I'd a- I'd ask them, you know, if it wasn't too much, I said I would love to go out there and tag bonefish with them one day. And you know, a lot of people you ask them for stuff. You know, if they, if, if you could do stuff or go something, and they're just like, oh yeah, sure, of course. Did and you then, ask them before or after you did the podcast? After we did the podcast. Oh, I wanted okay. to see how it came out first before I started asking. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. <laughs> so, you know, he said yes. And, you know, I was really hoping that he would. But I was like, you know, a lot of people, they say yes, but then they never really follow through. Right. Dude, this guy, Ross, and I even told him this too many times. I was, he earned so many brownie points with me because not only did he call me, he called me like two days after we did the podcast. All right. And he was like, hey, he said, you know, we're going to be doing, um, we're going to be tagging tarpon in the lower keys. Would you want to come? Tagging tarpon or tagging bonefish? Tagging tarpon. Tagging tarpon, really? So, no, now you know, tarpon is not my wheelhouse. I've only fished for tarpon like once in my life. Right. So I was a little bit intimidated at first because, again, I'm not, I mean, not saying I'm the bonefish expert either, not by a long shot, but I was like, I know virtually nothing about tarpon. Well, you've been practicing the bonefish. Well, that's what, yeah. So I would say I've been at least practicing bonefish. So I at least felt confident enough I could carry myself with that. Right. But, but, it, but I mean, that was still the opportunity of a lifetime. So I said, absolutely, I'll do that. So he calls me back a day later. He goes, listen, dude, I got some bad news. And I'm thinking like, oh, great, I guess the trip or somebody else is going on the trip so he can't take me. You know, I'm thinking the worst. You think you're going to get screwed. I think I'm going to get screwed. I'm like, man, I was still looking, still looking forward to this. Um, and even if we were tagging tarpon, I was going to see if I could maybe kind of finesse them to like maybe have us kind of do like a sharp swerve over to the bonefish flats. You know, so I, ha- I was kind of like, you know, thinking about that. You were psyching yourself out. I dude. was. So he goes, listen, he goes, I got some bad news, man. I said, what's wrong? He goes... Well, the tarpon apparently are gone. He's like, so, I mean, we can go tagging bonefish. Are you okay with that? And I'm literally thinking to my, that was like when you see in the shows where like the guy just kind of like looks at the camera and like breaks the fourth wall. And I'm like, <laughs> am I okay with that? I'm like, dude, I said, I'd rather, I said, I'm trying to work towards the nickname bonefish busaka for a reason. I was like, of course I'm okay with this. Dude, I think you're stressing out about your nicknames. 
So we're, we're going to get to that. Ask me that later. Ask me that later. Okay. Cause we're getting closer. Okay. So, um, I was ecstatic and he was like, so you're sure you don't mind? I was like, dude, of course not. So we set a date, you know? So, okay. Awesome. I talked to my boss. We're all good to go. So we're going down to marathon, Florida. I've never even been to marathon let alone fished it. Well, you've driven through it, right? I haven't even driven through it. Never been that far south. I've never been that far south. Mind you, I've basically been going to Isla Mirada multiple times a year for my entire life. I've never gone south of Isla Mirada. Really? That's kind of weird. Isn't that crazy? So I was actually also stoked for the fact that I was going to be fishing a new place. Well, yeah. And, of course, you know know how much I'm bonefish crazy I am, so I couldn't wait to do that. So what'd you have to do, Busaka? Get up at like four o'clock in the morning to get down there? So normally I would get up at like four thirty when I go down Alamorada with Mike Alfano. And uh you know, I was like, you know, let me actually try to see just how far, especially considering that now that I've moved, I was like, let me actually see just how far it would take me from my ha- from my new house to get to Marathon. It's like a even with the tools like a three and a half hour drive. I'm Ooh. like, man. Like, if I have to get up, I mean, I'm going to have to get up at, like, 2 a.m. for this trip. So did you get up at 2 a.m.? So, no, thankfully. So, T.J. Ralph, Captain T.J. Ralph from Flatline, uh, Flatline Sports Fishing, good buddy of mine. You know, I've known him since high school. And he, he coincidentally, he called me, like, a few days before. And, um, you know, and I said to him, he's like, I said, hey, you know what's going on? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm going down to Island, uh, down to Marathon. You know, my grandpa has a house down there. We go there all the time. And I said, really? I said, you know, I, I might be able to see you. I said, I'm actually going down to Marathon. The Bonefish Tarpon Trust guys, notice I didn't call them BTT. Nice. Bonefish Tarpon Trust guys actually invited me down there to go tag and Bonefish. So I said, let's try to maybe do dinner or something like that. He goes, well, listen, dude. He goes, if you want he goes, you can come to the house freaking the day before. You come spend the night at our house. And he's in Marathon. And he's in Marathon. How coincidental is that? And the more coincidental thing is, is Dr. Ross sends me the address of where we have to meet. Right. It's only like 10 minutes away from the house. Dude. So now originally, because I'm not one of those people where it's like if somebody offers me something, I'm just like, oh, yeah, sure. Can you hook it up? I said, well, I said, let me think about it. I had every intention of not even really taking him up on the offer just because I didn't want to look like a moocher. Right. Well, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say, though, right? How some people, they offer it, and then there's people that immediately are just like, like, say, for example, you offer me to now, get me something. Sometimes you offer people, and it's more like a gesture. Yeah. And then you actually, like, then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, yeah, sure, can you do that for me? And you're kind of like, it kind of puts you in an awkward situation. So, you know, so then I... Here comes Monday, and we're supposed to be, I'm supposed to be going out to the next day with those guys. And so I had a horrible day at work on that Monday, like really, really bad. I was frustrated, and I called up TJ, and I said, listen, dude, I said, um, does that offer still stand for me to come down tonight? He goes, dude, he goes, come down. He goes, we'll have dinner waiting for you and everything. So he was, already, he was already there waiting for you. He was already there, him and, him and his girlfriend, Shelby. Who's you know, also a hardcore fisher. I haven't met Shelby. That's what I understood. I heard Shelby is just like... Shelby is literally like the definition of real gal. Really? And I'm not just saying that. I've known her for a while. She's the definition of real gal. Uh, she's not a G-stringer. Nice. She can actually cast. Mm-hmm. She can catch... She catches not only fish, but she catches quality fish. 
No, I've heard I have mad of, respect for her. I've heard all sorts of stories about her. TJ's constantly saying, you know, he, he basically uses her as his mate. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's pretty friggin' hardcore. So, okay, she, you go down there, you're with TJ and Shelby. Well, yeah, so anyway, so no, I call him and I just say, does that offer still stand? He goes, come on down. He's willing to have dinner ready for me and everything. You talk about real. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I appreciate that on the dinner. I say, because I'm going to get there late, and you know me. I don't like to eat past 8 o'clock, and I knew I was going to get there late. So I said, you know, I'm going to do it. Thank the Lord I headed down there that night. Because I always say, as soon as I get to freaking Florida City and I get to the overseas highway, everything that's bothering me just, like, disappears. Right. So I get on down there. It's like 930. And the roads down there are super quiet. So what did you think about going down that far south? You went over the seven-mile bridge I went over it. Dude. I going down there and I was kind of looking around at the infrastructure and all the stores and everything. I saw the turtle hospital. I'd wanted to go there for a long time. And I got to tell you, I was, I was looking around and even though it was dark, you could still sense a difference between Isla Morada and Marathon. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like a division. There is. It should be two different counties or something. And I was really thinking to myself and it was, but I, I really liked the fact though that it was dark and there was nobody on the highway. It was really peaceful. Yeah. And it was a real, and I was like, man, I can't wait to see what this place looks like when it actually is light out tomorrow when I leave. Right. So I get down there and, uh, you know, and I told TJ and Shelby, I said, you know, I'm pretty tired. I said, I'm probably going to hit the sack as soon as I get there. So, um, they gave me the garage code cause they were still out fishing. I let myself in, you know, Got ready for bed, went right to bed. I woke up when they got home to say hi to they them. They were out fishing late at night? Late at night, yeah. Nice. That's hardcore. That's, they're hardcore. They're real folks. Okay. So I, I got up to say hi to them when I got there. So then I go to bed. And I'm just like sitting there. I'm like super stoked. I can't freaking wait. Now what time is this? This is all taking place between 9.30 and 10 o'clock at night. You're going to sleep at 9.30? Dude, I had to get up early. 9.30. Well, here's the thing. So I go to bed, but I'm not actually falling asleep yet because I'm so damn excited. So you go to bed at 9.30, but you're too nervous to get well, to sleep. Well, I attempted to go to bed at 9.30, and then 10, 10 o'clock rolled around, and then 10.30, and I'm still not back because I can't wait. Okay. I'm, you don't understand. The bonefish in the flats has that effect on me, which I think is the, that's how it should be, right. which is how I imagine tarpon fishing would be for you. Well, at 29. Well, I, yeah, I mean, you're doing it a long time, but... <laughs> I mean, things changed, dude. 28. Jesus. Um, I'm like, I'm trying to rush you along a little bit. I know. I know. So, you know, so I get up the next morning and I roll on down there. We pull up at the same time. So, And where did you have to go from TJ's? You go to a boat ramp, a marina? A little boat ramp, literally right off the bridge in, uh, right there in Marathon. And what was that like? I mean, it, that was about as stereotypical keys as you can get. I mean, the the ramp was literally like... A five-car parking lot, nice, with barely any room to. Ba- if you backed up too much, you went right into the freaking into the bay. <laughs> it was very. I thought it was great though. So nice. I so I call Ross and I was like, "Is this you in front of me, dude?" And sure enough, it was. So they got a little Hell's Base skiff. I immediately get excited. I'm a big fan of Hell's Base skiffs. Um, Mike Alfano, don't take offense. I still love your Maverick. I do love Maverick, but I love my Hell's Bay. A little Hell's Base skiff. So here comes Ross. Dude, nobody gives a shit. But go ahead. So you get into Hell's Bay. I'm really into now my every, Hell's Bay. Now everybody knows that you're riding in style. Only the best. Styling and profiling. Styling and profiling. Only the best. So, doc, so Dr. Ross gets out of the car. And, uh, and then our guide gets out of the car. Now, I have no idea who this guy is. His name is Captain Wes Thompson. He guides out of Marathon. And, and he was buddies with who? Ross? With Ross, yep. 
Okay, so him he, and Ross do this like they got the a bone fish and tarpon trust. And they got a routine together and everything. Yep. yep. So I don't know who this guy is. He 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 guides out a marathon. Right. All right. And so he's telling me his story. So first of all, I'm looking at the guy. He gets out of the car. He's real tall, super skinny, kind of goofy looking dude. And I'm kind of looking at this guy and he's like bouncing, kind of got like a bounce in his step and he's like, he's just kind of goofy. Kind of you remind, know? You're kind of like describing yourself. Yeah. He's like kind of reminding me of me. Okay. You know? And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and I immediately look at him and, you know, and I, I kind of, you know, he's talking to me and everything and he's got like this almost kind of crazy vibe to him. But like a good crazy. Like you could tell he's like probably like bonefish nuts like me. And right off the bat I said, pardon my French, I said, this crazy motherfucker is going to put us on fish today. You could just feel the vibe? I just feel the vibe. Nice. So I'm talking to him and, uh, and we're making small talk a little bit. And, and I come to find out the dude's like great friends with Mike Alfano. That makes dude, sense. Alfano's my – you guys know, anybody that listens to the podcast, Alfano's my dog. And again, right then and there, I was like, this is going to be a great – I said, this is a real dude. So we get on this boat and I said, you know, uh, and he's like kind of going over what we're going to do for the day. You know, so, um, you know, Wes kind of took charge and he said, all right, he goes, we're going to get hit this flat over here. And um, so we head on over there. The sun's not out yet. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to see him tailing. And he goes, no. He goes, uh, he goes, we're going to be looking for him pushing. It's windy this morning, dude. Right. So you see the ripples over the water pretty good. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be really hard to see him push. Now, this guy, Wes, and even Ross, I mean, they got eyes like friggin' eagle. Right. And they're like standing there going, okay, there's a push right over here. And I'm like kind of nervous now because I'm already a little intimidated as it is because I'm like, these guys are pros. I'm not a pro. Right. And I'm like thinking, so, now, and, oh, so I got kind of nervous though because I'm like, did Ross invite me out here because he's under the impression that just because I love bone fishing, I must be like some kind of pro? So I'm a little bit now, and now they're, see, they're seeing stuff and I'm not. And all of a sudden, I'm kind of like feeling a little out of my league, to say the least. I don't. I wouldn't. I, I, probably the guy knew exactly how you were feeling. He probably does this, you know, pretty much every day with people. So, and Ross, uh, I think by process of elimination and him kind of knowing that um, not that many dudes are really good at bone fishing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think they probably had a pretty good idea. What they were getting into, you were probably like freaking out a little bit, but I think they knew that. I think I think I maintained it though, but I was you know I just because I, again I was under the impression that these guys never miss a shot or anything. But then again, that's how I think about everybody. <laughs> so, but they're seeing pushes that I'm not even seeing. They're like, okay, Stephen, do you see it? And I was like, no, <clears throat> you know. And so uh, you and didn't I'll, say it under your breath like that. Well, no, no, I said I just said, I said I'm gonna be honest, I'm not seeing it. And they were like, okay, hold on, it's a shark. And then I immediately was like, Phew. all right, good. Because I was like, if I can't see it, I don't want to just cast it nothing. So all of a sudden, freaking Wes sees a roll. He goes, dude, there's a tarpon over there. He goes, let's go get it. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I said, oh, yeah, you guys want to go do that? And they're like, no, 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 you're going to be making the cast. You're going to go catch it. Dude, I'm like sitting there like, 
I just said, okay, cool. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, dude, I fished for tarpon once in my life, and that was with you. So, so when he said, I'm going to go get it, what do you mean you, you, you're going to go get it? Were you guys polling? Yeah, we're Did polling. electric motor? Did we're you have- polling old school, man, the real deal, polling across the flats. Okay. And we see a small tarpon roll. So we're going over to the get. I'm assuming one of them's going to take it. And they're like, no, 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 that's going to be you. You go get it. So I'm kind of like, you know, because again, I've only fished for tarpon one time in my life, and, and that was with you. That to me is not enough to really learn something. But I just said, okay. And so we're pulling over there. And I'm almost like kind of praying that maybe the tarpon goes away so I don't have to cast at it. You're crazy. I know, dude. And um, it was kind of an insecurity of mine. Sure enough, tarpon rolls again right in front of us. So I decided, I, I said to him, I said, listen, I said, I don't really know much about tarpon fishing. And they said, dude, don't worry about it. They said, you just cast in front of them. Just slow reel it. I said, all right. So see the tarpon roll. I cast. And they go perfect. So right then and there, all of a sudden, I felt a little bit more at ease. I was like, whew, okay, at least I did the cast good. Like, just reel it slowly. And all of a sudden, I just feel, boom, and he hits it. So then all of a sudden, my mind starts going. I go, okay, now I have to think about everything Jeff has basically taught me. That's basic tarpon 101. You got to bow when he jumps, but good job. Yeah. Well, no, do it. But Jeff, I've seen so many people that can't do it. It's hard. You got to fight your instincts, you know, catches the best of us off guard every once in a while. Yeah. So, you know, you think like, you think this is like, um, you know, yeah, you can get really good, but no one's perfect. Yeah. Well, but I was just, I was a little bit more nervous because, again, I've only done it once. And to me, it was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be embarrassing. But, um, so then he jumped a third time into this giant pile of weeds and got about 10 pounds of seaweed on my line. And then he jumped and got off. Uh, so you got screwed by the sea. I got screwed by the sea. And they were like, dude, don't worry about it. And I said to them, I was like, you know, be honest. I mean, how was that? My form, they're like, dude, that was perfect. And they said, dude, we got you on video. And I was watching and, but I will let, I honestly, Jeff, I owe that all to you, dude. Dude, that's, that's what you got to do. Good job. We're all real proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, they wanted to tag those little tarpon? Yeah. Okay. I we're, thought they needed like kind of a bigger fish to tag. I mean, whether or not we were going to tag them or not, we just wanted to catch them. And what were the tags like? Were they little, like, just... They're big. They're big tags, right? For, well, for the bonefish, they are. It's different for fish. The bonefish tag literally looks like a battery, like a big battery. Now, is that the one they insert inside the fish? Inside the fish. And the tarpon one hangs off the dorsal? No, that's what the permit one. The permit one hangs off the dorsal. I believe the tarpon one, they also put it inside, too. They insert it inside the fish? Yeah. So the bonefish, now, I, I should have asked him about the tarpon. The bonefish have to be at least 20 inches to tag them. Okay. Which is roughly about a three to four pound fish. Which, to me, made sense, because obviously if they're too small, they might not be able to handle the trauma of being, you know... Running around with a battery put in their stomach? Exactly. Yeah. For, for lack of a better term. <laughs> so, uh, but we're having a blast with these little tarpon. And I, I got to tell you, I was so happy and I was proud of myself because I was keeping these fish on. And Ross and I were both losing them. But I was so proud of the fact that I was able to keep these fish on for more than two jumps. Did, um, and you never got one to the boat? I did get one to the boat. Did they put a tag in it? Here's the best part. So Ross goes... All right, go ahead and jump in with him. The second he says this, I let my guard down. 
tarpon jumped and got off. Happens. At the boat. Now, the IG, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think IGFA technically counts that as a catch if you get him to the boat like that. But I thought it was ironic that the second he said that, it was almost like he heard him. And it's was like, oh, like, hell no, I'm out. It's kind of like getting the camera out. Yeah. Like the fish stays on, stays on, you get the camera out, and it flops off. Yeah. yeah sure. But that was, dude, I had a blast doing, we had a blast doing that. And, and mind you, I'm, so when we're on the boat, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, are these guys going to be, like, really professional and scientific? But I got to tell you, though, this flat that they took me to, that we went to, healthy. Just lush turtle grass. I mean, just like a real healthy-looking flat. It's on the bay side or the ocean on side? On the bay side. Okay. We did go to the ocean side a few times. Uh, but it was on the bay side, dude. And I mean, it was – and it, it, it's it's so refreshing when you see flats like that too because that, that's like how a flat should look. We're pulling around out there. And Wes, he's a trip. I mean, you talk about funny. He's got like this kind of southern twang to him too. He's always smiling. And all of a sudden, you know, so Ross and I are at the front of the boat. You know, we're keeping our eyes open. And all of a sudden, Wes goes, bonefish right there. And we're like, where? Right there. And I'm like, and now, so now I'm turning around to look at where he's pointing at right there. <laughs> and he's not even pointing. He's just going right there. And I'm like, Wes, where, where's right there? We're talking 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Where are we talking? Like, like one o'clock, one o'clock. I can't see him. I'm like, how far from the boat? Like 50 feet. Ross casts because he apparently can see him. I can't see him. I cast anywhere because he says like one o'clock. So I cast it one o'clock. And he's like, oh no, dude, you went right behind him. I start reeling slowly. And all of a sudden, and I didn't see it. The freaking thing came after mine. Oh, nice. Caught me off guard. I'm trying to really. He gets it, and my freaking dumbass sets the hook because he completely caught me off guard. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Apparently, he turned around, and it was a big one. It was like five or six pounds. Apparently, turned around and started coming after my shrimp, and I didn't know that. And he ate it, and I freaking pulled, and pulled the hook right out of its mouth, and that killed me. Killed you or killed Ross? All of us, because this dude, this was all in the name of science now. Right, they need to get their shit We need done. to get this, this, this is different. This is in the name of science. In the name of science. And, uh, and Wes is like, dude, you didn't see him freaking coming after your shrimp? I'm like, I couldn't even see him. Trust me when I tell you, <laughs> it was Wes's idea to do the chumming. And however he made that come across, it was very polite and diplomatic for you to think that it was a group decision. Well, we all said, okay, let's do it. You agreed to Wes. We agreed to it. Right. Because guys like Wes are kind of, I mean, that's the reason you got him out there. He's going to kind of analyze the situation, call the shots, and I'm just going to kind of translate a little bit. Yeah. So Wes makes a decision. Yeah. To start chumming. Yeah. Okay. So you guys start chumming. So we start chumming and instantly hook up. So we got the rod sitting there in the rod holder. Rod starts going off. I grab it. It's a bonefish. Right. Sweet. So... And I told these guys right off the bat, I said, listen, I said, I, I'm a little bit different when it comes to bonefish. And I said, I actually insist on jumping in the water. I said, are you guys okay with that? I'm like, dude, that's freaking great. We love that. You know? So get the bonefish close to the boat. Ross, like a gentleman, took my shoes off for me. How did that work? What do you mean Ross took your shoes off for you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was falling along so nicely there for a while. 
So I had my shoes on because I got the bad feet. So I have to have my shoes on. But I, I didn't want to like get these shoes, you know, wet the whole day. You know what I mean? So I said, Ross, I said, you mind taking my shoes off for me? So like a gentleman. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the story from Ross. From I'm Ross's not, point of I'm view. I'm not so sure it's going to go the same way. But okay, so Ross takes your shoes off. He took my, <laughs> he took my shoes off. Okay. <laughs> so... I'm just saying, I've done fucking 10,000. <laughs> 10, well, no, I mean, I didn't sit down and put my feet out. And then, you know, he did. No, literally, I just kind of was standing there. I'm and just saying, I've done like 10,000 trips in my lifetime. I never once have had to take, take somebody's shoes, shoes off. off. No. <laughs> Well, because your clients don't pick, get in the water. No, I've had, no, they get in the water. I've had to pick, I had to freaking pick their shoes out of the mud before, and that kind of thing. But no, never once have I taken the guy's shoes off. Is that like? But this is you? for science. No, it's not. I mean, if it was for science, I'd do it. It was for science. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so it's funny. Take, it did, it didn't sound funny to me when we were doing it, but now that I'm actually like we're talking about it, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, so another grown man takes your takes shoes my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So I jump in, and uh, and let me tell you, there's a reason that Ross gets paid to go basically fish for bonefish and tag them. So for people, everybody out there that actually follows Bonefish Tarpon Trust, if you may have seen on their page, Ross had this, and we, he talked about it on the podcast too that we did with them. He got like this little, almost like a little kiddie pool net type of mesh thing that he got from Home Depot. All right. I saw that in the pictures and I remember him describing it to us during the last podcast. Exactly. All I right. just said that. Yeah. He talked about it in the podcast. That's what I said. That's <laughs> oh, what, I thought you were I like. I referenced that. Oh, oh, I thought you were trying to be a smart ass. Dude, you're so gun shy. <laughs> so, but he gets it out and now I'm seeing it. He gets that thing out. I'm in the water with the bonefish. Bring it over. Get it in there like a soft mesh material okay it doesn't take the slime layer off you take a slime layer off a bonefish as you and i know it actually makes them susceptible to bacteria in the water are you getting and you're getting really really bone, scientific really bonefish tarp and trust on everybody i am but is that okay no i like it go ahead okay uh, well but it's good though it shows that I, I actually take the time to learn stuff and do my research so when you take that protective slime layer off it makes them susceptible to bacteria, which at the rate that our sewage is flowing into the water, that's a big deal. It so they really, so it, it, doesn't take the, it doesn't take the slime layer off. It keeps their mouths and the whole fish in the water and actually keeps them wet. So that way they don't dry out. All right, even though we didn't tag this bonefish, lift them out of the water. I like to, they say no more than 15 seconds. I always try to make sure no more than 12 seconds. And... I've never seen such a healthy release on a bonefish. I let this thing go, and I'm talking a strong kick. That's how it should be. Well, that's, I mean, that's your best case scenario. But like you said, Ross is a pro. He's and, a pro. He should get an award for that freaking thing, dude. Dude, they should do a video so other people can mimic it. That would be nice. I wonder they do. if they have that. They do. Do they? But I told Ross, and he was... He was, I think, kind of taken aback how much I was applauding him. And I was like, dude, I want to buy one of these. So did you ever get a tag on one of these son of a bitches? Dude, we're out there now for like freaking four hours trying to find bonefish. And we're switching back and forth between the bay side, the ocean side. We're seeing them, but we're coming right up on them. And it, like, they do that thing sometimes where they just sit there like a barracuda. And we don't see them until they're like five feet from the boat. And by that time, they take off. We go, West takes us to this spot. We are in the middle of nowhere. What do you mean? Way out in the backcountry? Well, no, we're on the flats in, in Marathon, but we are so far out, I can't even see the bridge. Okay. I can't even see another boat. 
this to me is like this is what I was imagining what I've always imagined when I wanted to bone fish literally nobody in sight we roll up to this flat and there's clouds okay as soon as we get to the flats I swear it was like God was looking down on us as soon as we stopped clouds went away and the sun came out nice I it was it was incredible Ross goes here comes 20 of them at like 11 o'clock Wes and I look and we see them and here they come Big old like, school, huh? Big old. Wes, Wes actually referred to it as the meatball. Nice. Which, you know, you and I being Italian, you know, we appreciate that. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> always finding a way to bring up Always finding thing. a way. Always finding a way. So um, we cast. Wes, like a gentleman, lets me cast first. All right? And I, get, and I can see where I'm ca- right in front of him. And Ross goes... No, he threw it too far past him. No, you're not in him. He goes, Wes, you're in him. He goes, real, real, you got him. And I'm thinking, I'm like, what's he talking about? Probably freaking in him. Wes hooks up first, and I'm like, they're going to hit it. Sure enough, boom. Dude, you would have thought three of us just won the freaking lottery. Mind you, I've never, I've met Ross once. I've met Wes, this is the first time I've even meeting the guy. These, the three of us have never fished together before. We were so in sync. We're all high-fiving each other. Dude, that's what it's all about. We put, Ross gets a measurement on these fish. They have to be 20 inches to tag. Mine was 21. His was 23. Did you get a tag on both of them? We got to tag two bonefish, nice. which is awesome for the, for the Bonefish Tarpon Trust. I'm trying to avoid saying VTT. Dude, um, I was just messing <laughs> with you. You're so <laughs> self-conscious. No, I just, you know. Uh, but BTT, we got... Two good bonefish tag, and let me tell you, seeing them tag these bonefish, dude. You talk about cool. They had it down pat, right, dude? I don't know if it, can I go into detail about it, or is it probably a little graphic? Maybe. Are you kidding me? You soft well, ass. Uh, we a- don't want to trigger nobody. Dude. I got millennials that are listening to this. Talk about the process and how the tag went in and how okay. they were they like surgeons, right? Dude, it literally he Ross literally there's a reason he's got a doctor in front of his name. He literally takes a surgical scalpel. There you go. Small slit. This thing is like it's like almost like it's like two and a half inch like a battery. Right. Shoves it in. You should see him sewing it, sewing it shut. And I was asking him because I was curious. I said, you know, does the, do these does this um the sewing string, does it like Disintegrate? He goes, yeah, after about a few weeks, it disintegrates. And it was incredible. And we got, despite that, again, two healthy releases kicked off strong. I mean, it was, that was one of the coolest. One, it was cool, obviously, to be out there while this organization is tagging bonefish. Right. Trying to help learn and preserve the species. I live for that. But being able to double up, dude, being able to double up. That's right. I tell you, what, I gave Ross shit too. I was like, Ross, I said, you freaking doubted me, man. He's like, I know, man. I'm sorry. He goes, I thought you threw away past them. But, um, you know, we did that. And, you know, the, the great thing is, and I, I, I said, I said, we, and we all were in agreement. Let's end the trip now and end it on a high note. Nice. And what time of day was this? We got done. So we got out there about 6.45 and we ended. That was about 1.30. About 1.30. So you guys went out from sun up to one thirty in the afternoon. You got your two 
bonefish tagged. Yep. Caught four. It was a major success. It was an awesome success, dude. That was that was one for the books. He made some friends. Made some friends. And let me tell you, I I, I told uh, I told Wes, you know, because I, I really he because it all goes back to guiding, like as you always talked about, is the experience. You talk, he's funny as hell, dude. I mean, you talk about a character. And I said to him, I said, Wes, I said, let me tell you something. I said, I'm going to actually, I want to try to help promote him to try to see if I can get help. We can help get him some business. And he was so appreciative of that. And, um, you know, and he said, and he was like saying to me, he's like, dude, he's like, it was a pleasure fishing with you, man. He goes, um, he goes, you know, and they were both saying, you know, they're like, you've got passion. Like, do we love your passion out here, dude? That's fantastic. Cool. Keep that up. Very good. Well, good job, Busaga, for you making friends, going down there, doing real guy things, getting excited. You know what I mean? I, you know what I love though, Jeff. I got to tell you is, um, I still love the fact that you know I've been bone fishing now for it's been a year and a half, and every time I do it, I still <laughs> have the same level of excitement. The first as the first time I did it, and I really, I, I hope and I pray that that doesn't ever go away. Because to me, you know, sight casting a bonefish on a flat and making it actually like seeing, it's also visual, seeing it happen and it happens. <coughs> to me, it's like I, I've yet, even with the tarpon fishing too, even though it's fun, but I've still yet to find a form of fishing that I appreciate and get that excited about. I'm, oh. going, in, I'm going in two weeks to see Alfano and Island Rada to do it again. Good. Very good. All right, Busaka. Sounds like a successful trip with the Bonefish Tarpon Trust, guys. It was. Good job on getting a couple tags in the fish. Thank you. And um, heck of a story. Thanks, man. I'd like to do that one day with the Bonefish Tarpon Trust dudes. We should get all, yeah. Can you imagine all of us out there, dude? But let's uh, schedule me in, like, November. November? Yeah, this August stuff. And getting dude. up at daybreak and then hanging out in the hot sun all day. Well, Ross actually told me, he goes, dude, he goes, in October, he goes, we're going to get you out there again. He goes, when the big bonefish get out there, and you can imagine how much I lit up when he said that. The big bonefish, man. The bonefish. Dude, here's the thing, though. A bonefish to me is bonefish, but let's see. One day, I might be able to break seven pounds, dude. 